Hello, this is Susan. Hey, it's Melissa. Hey, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Susan Bolio, Kayla Gordon, and Jeep Roberts have started a journey, shaking loose from depression, addiction, and dissociation, and walking with more laughter, lightness, and love. They struggle with the same difficult feelings many of us have. But this is the story of their work to heal. So far, they've all come to know the power of naming the historical trauma that was passed down to them as children. So now they are finding ways to make positive changes for themselves and the next generations. Talking more, dealing with all the stuff I never dealt with. We start because of COVID-19 on the phone. I could have easily went the other way. Kayla is telling me about what it was like after losing her job when the pandemic hit Minnesota. I know, some days seem so overwhelming because I've never really been off of work this long before. I've always worked hard. I interviewed for places and I didn't get it and I just felt like a loser. There's a voice in my head and I just give up. <laughs> like sometimes I just feel like there's no support, I guess. I feel like there are times when many of us have that voice in our heads when we're going through something difficult and we feel alone. And sometimes that voice is still there, even when it's not true, like with Kayla. But really, I do have support. And I know there's people who want me to reach out and care about me. Who is your support? I talk to Hannah, my friend Hannah. Oh, and my brother Kyle, you know, we're really close. So I wonder, why does she feel I'm alone when she's got people? When I get down like that, All I want to do is call my mom. And, you know, I can't do that, so. The grief of not having her mom can keep her from seeing and from reaching out to people who care for her. When Kayla was a kid, her mom struggled with addiction. She wasn't able to take care of Kayla the way either of them really wanted. But then when Kayla was in high school, her mom got sober. She got me and my brother back. She she started going to church. It really helped her stay sober, yeah. Kayla says she was really angry a lot during that time. She thinks she had a lot of hard feelings towards her mom. But now, she mostly remembers how loving her mom was. So my house was kind of like where all the friends came. And my mom, she was super caring, super sweet. Everyone loved coming there and everyone loved my mom. And You know, if they had a hard time at home, she would let them come live with us if they had to. And what would you guys do? Do you remember? And I don't know, we would just hang out in my room, listen to music, record songs on my karaoke machine. (laughs) Karaoke? What do you sing? We wouldn't even sing. We would just sit on our microphones and talk and re-record ourselves. Or we'd like request songs on the radio and record our favorite songs. That's awesome. (laughs) So for a couple of years, everything was really nice. This next part gets hard to talk about. We're on a video call so I can see Kayla looking down fiddling with her computer as she talks. Then a couple years after she got sober, she ended up getting cancer. She had a brain tumor. She fought for really hard for a year and she ended up passing away. Now 17. Oh, Kayla, I'm so sorry. Thanks. I read a study recently about kids in London who were taken from their families because World War II was beginning and parents wanted their kids to go to the country to be safe. Those kids suffered because of that removal. The study from 1951 has some outdated language, but the fundamental idea is true today. It concluded, 
the young child should experience a warm, intimate, and continuous relationship with his mother or permanent mother substitute. One person who steadily mothers him, in which both find satisfaction and enjoyment. Research about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, says that when that kind of huge loss happens at such a young age, those feelings of grief and loss and loneliness, they stay with you. They become part of your body. They can become that voice inside your head. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm doing this on my own. There's a voice in my head and just give up. Over the past few years, Kayla has learned to shush that voice in her head and reach out to people who care about her. It hasn't been easy. After her mom passed, she moved around for a few years and met her boyfriend, Curtis. The two of them settled down as students at the Fond du Lac Tribal and Community College in northern Minnesota, where they had their son, Adrian. After graduation, they moved to the White Earth Band of Ojibwe Reservation together. And that's where Kayla met KJ, a friend who would really come through for her. Kayla, KJ, and I all got on the phone one day, and we were talking about how they became good friends. I have a memory. Zoomy in Fargo. (laughs) There's this sushi restaurant in Fargo, All You Can Eat. And I remember eating this big boat of sushi. Like it came on a literal wooden boat. But I remember you ate the raw stuff. Oh, yeah. That's not my thing. (laughs) KJ Henschel works for the White Earth Band of Ojibwe as a counselor. And at the time they met, Kayla was a teacher in the tribe's Head Start preschool program with KJ's sister. They all got to know each other. They felt comfortable with each other. KJ just always knew the right things to say, I guess. Talk to me like how my mom would, I guess. I don't know. I remember talking to KJ and her sister and her mom about some of the things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I'll never forget her reaction to that. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that. And like, I was like, I can't imagine like the people I grew up around, you know, it was such a normal thing, I guess. Yeah. Kayla says the two really got close when she and her boyfriend Curtis broke up. They had been together for seven years. And you were just, it was a really rough time and scary. One of the hardest times in my life, probably besides when my mom died, of course. There was one particular night when KJ and her sister went over to Kayla's place. So I got really suicidal and, you know, just really, really depressed. And I had all these bad thoughts running through my head. Like I was never going to do it, but it just was like overwhelming in my head all day. Yeah. I don't know how you let us know that you needed help, but you did. And I just remember going over there and just talking with you and not to fix anything, but just to be a person there with you. They gathered together in the evening after work. They sat at Kayla's dining room table together, listening, talking, and crying. And that takes bravery to let someone in and see you. I mean... A mess. Not that you're a mess. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it, I find it so brave that you don't just turn in and isolate. You see your own worth, and you know that you deserve help. Not pity, but help. Like people who care about yeah. you. Yeah. I don't like people like, oh my god, I feel so bad and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. With KJ in her corner, Kayla got to work. She wanted to move through that grief from all that she had lost. 
I saw my psychiatrist and they got me on meds and it just brought up my mood and it made the thoughts go away. So I was really thankful. Yeah, for sure. Kayla is grateful they worked. But she also says she's thinking of tapering off the antidepressants. Yeah, I think I have a lot of skills now that I can use to get through things now. Mm-hmm. Being able to get my mind out of it, like reaching out to someone right away or writing in a journal and like the meditation. Yeah. I mean, I would get back on them if it was got too hard. And lately she's been practicing gratitude with the creator, Gichimani Du. Putting my tobacco out and smudging, it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do it every night at least and be thankful for what I have. And even if things aren't going very well, you know, I always try to find the things that you do have. Her mind still sometimes goes to that place of grief and hopelessness. But with all the work that she's been doing to heal, she can move through that space, not stay there for too long. Like when I didn't get the job not that long ago, and I just cried. I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing anything right. And, but yeah. I am. I know I am. Yeah. But, you know, those thoughts just still get in your head. How did you come out of that? I talked to my friend Hannah and my brother Kyle. They reminded me of all the good things I'm doing. And there's probably something better coming. KJ pipes in here. She says staying positive doesn't mean never thinking about bad things or never feeling sad or mad. It just means you can choose where to put your attention. Sometimes depression or anxiety or ACEs or historical trauma, there's like a spotlight in your head and it shines a light on all of the things that suck right now. Everything that you're doing wrong, you don't have a job, like all those things that are bad. And then people, everyone is different, but there's something that switches the spotlight to everything that is good to say like, well, yeah, all those things still exist, but look at all this other stuff. Just look at all of the things that you have done and be proud and be thankful. Yes. KJ doesn't know it yet, but Kayla has a new reason to be proud and thankful. I got a job off yesterday, so that's cool. Hey! (laughs) I'm very excited for her, as you can tell. Yep, she called me yesterday and she said, you seem like such a great fit and you have great experience and we would really like to have you. It was exciting. I'm going to let her know on Monday. That's amazing. I didn't tell KJ yet. <laughs> Do you think you're going to take it? Um, I'm debating still with the pay they offered, but I think it'd be a really good opportunity for me. The job is a behavioral health specialist at a local mental health clinic. Since Kayla's in college studying to be a therapist, it sounds like a great fit. But she really needs to make more money. They're waiting for me to get my bachelor's mostly. I think, you know, that's when I can actually negotiate. That ain't too far away. That's a, it's a really great opportunity. That's what I was thinking. And they seem really great there and they help you advance and stuff and give you good experience. I can imagine at a different point in Kayla's life, she might say, I can't take this job because it doesn't pay enough. Like KJ described, focus on the negative and sink back into that place of grief and hopelessness. But not today. Today, she's able to look to the future and be hopeful. KJ says Kayla is going to be an amazing therapist. I think Kayla sees the underdogs of the world and wants to show them that people care. Yeah, if I see someone down, even people I don't really know, 
I, I try to reach out and I'm like, you know, you can always reach out to me. Like, I'm really sorry that you're feeling like that. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I know what that feels like. Kayla is turning the insights from her experience into a gift she can share with others. She knows what it's like to be stuck in a place of grief and loneliness. And she also knows how to move out of that place. She reminds herself that the feeling that no one cares about you is just an old feeling, and it's not true anymore. Well, it was lovely talking to you guys. Thanks, KJ. Bye. In this series, we focused a lot on how ACEs, or early childhood trauma, has affected how we feel and how we behave. But early trauma also affects our health, our medical conditions. And healing from trauma can help us heal from these conditions. More on that next time. Join us. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of harming yourself or someone else, please reach out for help. If you live on or near the White Earth Reservation, call the Becker County White Earth Reservation Mental Health Mobile Crisis Response Program at 218-850-4357. 218-850-4357. This is A Mile in My Moccasins on Niji Radio, serving the White Earth Nation. I'm Melissa Townsend. Shi miigwech, and thank you to Kayla Gordon, Chief Roberts, and Susan Bolio for sharing their stories. Kim Lage, KJ Henschel, Maggie Rosu, Leah Lem, and Aaron Warhol for editorial contributions, and Dan Luke for some of the music in our series. Programming is made possible through a grant to the White Earth Land Recovery Project from the Minneapolis Foundation Catalyst Initiative and with support from Ampers, Diverse Radio for Minnesota's Communities. To hear more episodes in this series and to learn more about collective trauma, ACEs, or adverse childhood experiences, visit whiteearthhealing.org. That's whiteearthhealing.org. Take care.